Today is Friday, and for today's prayer, I want to actually post the podcast that I meant to send out yesterday. I accidentally sent out uh, the wrong podcast, but yesterday we were looking at Psalm 119, and the section we were looking at actually provides a tremendous pattern for prayer. So I want to make sure that gets out. It's this pattern where you see this movement of prayer where it begins, you are... You have, talking about God, who he is, what he's done, and then it intersects with I am and I need. And it's that place of intersection where the reality of who God is, what he's done, what he said, intersects with the the reality of who I am and what I need in the moment. It's at that place that we experience change. So, for today and the focus on prayer today is listen to the podcast and then actually take that pattern and look through some other psalms or scriptures and see how that pattern opens up the text to you so you can turn it into prayer. So what I'm going to do is try that same see that same pattern at work in several of the other psalms that we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to Today we're continuing our look through Psalm 119, verses 137 through 144. And we said yesterday that what we have here is we have, we have the perfect match. It's like peanut butter and jelly. And the match is God's character and our need. And what I want you to see today is the way that when those two things to come together, who God is and what we need When they come together, it's actually at that intersection. It's at that intersection, the street of who God is and the street of what we need. When those two things come together, you experience transformation. So the amazing thing about these Psalms is they don't just give you the power for prayer, but they also will give you a pattern for prayer. 
And so what I want to show you today is look through this psalm and notice this movement, the movement between who God is and what we need. You have this movement. There's you are and you have, and then there's I am and I need or I will. So you can see this pretty clearly in the first four verses, 137 through 140. It starts off, you are. Righteous are you, O Lord. So that's the fundamental declaration. This is who God is. You are righteous. And what does that mean? It means you're upright in your judgments. And then you have. Notice what he has done. You have commanded your testimonies in righteousness. You have commanded your testimonies in righteousness and exceeding faithfulness. So you are righteous and you have demonstrated that righteousness through your commands, through your testimonies, which is the story of redemption that's been done in righteousness and that's been done in an overflow of faithfulness. You are, you have, and then my zeal has consumed me because of my adversaries. I am. I am consumed by anger. I'm surrounded by adversaries who have forgotten your word. This is where I am right now. I'm being attacked. I'm surrounded. I'm angry. But then he remembers, but your word is pure. Therefore, I will love it. I love it. You are righteous. You have commanded your testimonies in righteousness. I am in a situation of difficulty and anger. And I need, I will, regardless, love your word. You are, you have, I am, I need. And then notice how the pattern shifts in 141. In 141, the I am takes center stage. But notice how he's going to filter his present experience through what he's already confessed to know is true from 137 through 138. So now he's going to filter his experience through what he believes and has declared already. You see that? I am small and despised. I'm feeling small. I'm weak. I'm insignificant. I'm feeling despised, rejected. He's in great danger here of throwing a tremendous pity party, but he's going to be drawn out. Yet, I'm not going to forget your precepts. My adversaries, they've forgotten your words, but I'm not going to forget. And then notice, he's going to remind himself the key theme of the whole section is you are righteous. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. Remind myself of who you are. Your law is truth. Got to remind myself of who you are. Now, here's my situation again. Trouble and anguish have come upon me. So I am in trouble. I am in anguish. I'm not just angry. I'm in anguish. Ah, but I'm going to remember the commands that I've already confessed to be righteous, I'm going to remind myself that those commands are my delight. The testimonies that I've already celebrated as being righteous, I'm going to remind myself that they are righteous forever. So God is the same yesterday, today, forever. His righteousness is not dependent on my circumstances. He's not more righteous when I'm happy and less righteous when I'm sad. He's eternal. I've already 
stated that. Now I celebrate it and cling to it. And then finally, give me understanding that I may live. You are, you have, I am, here's what I need. It's interesting, this is the one core prayer. Give me understanding. And see, when you have those two great things get matched up, you, who you are, what you have done, and then me, my situation, here's where I am, and my need, here's what I need, here's what I desire. When those two things intersect, you have transformation. That's how the power of the word is unleashed in your life. So that actually could be a very simple but powerful tool in reading the Bible. So you read a chapter and you say, all right, what does this tell me about who you are and what you have done? And then how does that intersect with where I am and what I need? I mean, you could read back through. This section in the Psalms is focusing on one attribute of who God is. You are righteous. So we could turn this whole psalm into a psalm or into a prayer that's celebrating that reality. Let's try it. It would go something like, you are righteous. I praise you, O Lord, because you are righteous and upright in your judgments. And your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. Your commands are righteous forever. Your word is pure. Your law is truth. And you have commanded your testimonies in righteousness. You have commanded them and expressed them in abundant faithfulness. But here's where I am. I'm consumed by zeal. I'm consumed by anger. That's my emotional state. Or I am in trouble. I am in anguish. I am small and despised. That's how he's feeling. I feel insignificant. I feel weak. See how honest he is. But then notice all the things that you can say, I will. Just like he's committed here. I will. I will love your word. Even though I'm in difficulty, this won't harden me to your word. And I will not forget. I'm surrounded by enemies who've forgotten your word. It's so easy in times of trouble to forget the goodness of the things you've done in the past, your righteousness, your, your everlasting righteousness. Help me not to forget. I will not forget. And I will delight in your commands, these commands, your testimonies. Then I need, give me. Right now what I need is I need understanding. Why? So that I may live. Give me understanding. Isn't it amazing that even though he's in trouble, in anguish, in a state of anger, feeling insignificant, he doesn't ask the Lord to change any of those things. He just asks him to give him understanding so he can actually see how the righteousness of the Lord can intersect with his difficulty. So that's where the real power of prayer happens. The real way we are changed is through the union, the fusion the meeting together of who God is and what we need. That's the intersection of our transformation. That's the location of where we encounter him. Praise God from whom all blessings flow.
praise him above you, heavenly host. Praise Father, Son.